This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 538, Why Writing Task 2 First is an IELTS Fail. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today we talk about a student who chose to write task two before task one and learn why this usually leads to lower scores. You can't game the IELTS system. Hey Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It is sunny, uh, but kind of cold. We have a guitar lesson after after school and we have like tons of play dates with friends in the next few days. Cool. <laughs> that sounds so good. Yeah. That's great. That's great. How are how are you? Well, I got back from my trip uh, to Nicaragua on Sunday, and I'm just, I'm still recovering, catching up from that. I mean, I think this weekend's going to be a catch-up weekend, but I'm going to go skiing next weekend, and that'll be fun. Go awesome. take a trip up to Stowe, Vermont, do some snowshoeing and Ooh, some fun. skiing. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, good time. So many fun plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I know we, I mean, we talk a lot about how important it is to work hard for your your scores, you guys have to sacrifice time and effort. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have a study plan and a schedule, but it is just as important to also schedule the fun time. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We have to be human. We have to live our lives, right? I mean, and it'll also help us do our work better, right? When we get back, we feel refreshed. We feel ready. And plus, like, if you don't get out in the world and connect with people and live life and do Mm -hmm. fun stuff, then you're going to have nothing to talk about on the speaking exam. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. That's so so true. (laughs) Um, Guys, we are answering a common writing question today um, about if you should do task two before task one. Um, Mm. Lindsay... Do you think that's a good idea? Like, should students, like, approach things out of order like that? You know, I really don't like the idea of trying to hack the exam and things that that were smarter than the exam and do things out of order because the exam was set up in such a way that task one makes sense to do first, right? So I would say just do don't think you're smarter than the test. That's what we've said on this show before. Totally, totally. Um, you don't game the system. There's no, <laughs> there's no magic key. There's no magic shortcut um, mm-hmm. that lets you do less work than another person to get a higher score, right? Um, yes, task two is worth twice as much as task one. But if you don't finish task one, your score still w- will not be above a seven, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to do both tasks well 
to get a seven or higher. Mm. So like, just realize that first of all. And then also just from a brain, like a cognitive standpoint, mm-hmm. I think task one is a nice warm up. You don't have to be creative. You cannot be creative at all in task one. So you're accessing different parts of your brain, right? Yeah. Task one is about just, just choose some numbers and then <laughs> organize them in a couple paragraphs. Like really guys, If you're in our course, you'll know this. If you're not in our course, then get in our course and you'll see task one should be simple. Very clear cut, super simple. Mm -hmm. Um, So the reason why I thought about this and what we wanted to talk about today was a sort of case study of what could happen (laughs) if you do task two first. So Hmm. um, a few weeks ago on the exam, so and I heard this from a student. This is what happened to them. They did task two first. And I think if you do task two first, you get really involved in it, right? Because you're creative, you're coming up with ideas and vocabulary. You have to be a lot more flexible in in your communication. And Mm. so you're not so much paying attention to the time, right? Right. Um, Really, that's why you should leave it till last. So you know you have the whole rest of the time for task two. Mm. Um, instead of this extra like, oh, God, when will 20 minutes be left type yeah, thing? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this person totally lost track of time um, because they did task two first. And then when they finished task two, they realized they had less than 20 minutes left to Mm. do task one. So that causes a panic right away, right? So you're approaching it from not a healthy, calm standpoint um, to do your best. And so on this task one, there were two graphs. And guys, you know, for task achievement, for a seven or higher, you have to give the most important numbers from every graph, whether it's one or two or three. I need, the examiner needs to see the most important numbers for each graph, okay? Mm-hmm. But this person ran out of time. So they were only able to give the the key numbers for the first graph. And then when they had like a couple minutes left, they wrote like one sentence about the second graph, with no numbers. So that really just invalidates what they've already written. Because you know what, guys? Even if you give key numbers for one graph, you're still going to get a five for task achievement because Mm. you didn't give any key numbers for the other one. So it's like they just wasted their time with what they already wrote. Um, Wrong strategy, right? Bad strategy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so the, will affect your scores, guys. The task achievement goes down. Whether you give no numbers or not enough of the important numbers, it's going to be below a six. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, just a waste of time. And then vocabulary as well. If you only describe certain numbers, then you're not going to show the range because you're only going to show, you know, two paraphrases for increase or whatever, because you're simply not describing enough. So that Mm. means your vocab score goes down. And also cohesion, coherence. I mean, think about Mm. how imbalanced this would look if you had like a paragraph about one of the graphs and then you just have like one sentence hanging out by itself about another graph. Those aren't organized paragraphs. It's just like <laughs> random sentences throw, like thrown in there. So oh. it lowers all of your scores. Ooh, okay. So how can we make sure this doesn't happen? First of all, we want to do task one first. I mean, that's the first thing, but what else went wrong here? So 
I, d- I don't think this person had practiced enough yep. before exam day. So that's why they felt like maybe they had to game the system mm. because they hadn't successfully sat down for an hour and completed task one and task two, um, finished it to like brought them both to fruition, proofread, yep. done mm. all the steps. They hadn't actually experienced that yet. So they're like, Ooh. okay. I'm going to take a shortcut and hopefully this will work. Um, <laughs> and obviously it didn't. So guys, remember, you have to sit down in the two weeks before your exam, two or three times a week, you have to sit down for an hour and do all of task one, all of task two, 20 minutes and 40 minutes um, in order. <laughs> so then when you get to the exam, it's it's an already formed habit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, there's no way around this, guys. I mean, this is, this is what we have to do. We have to block out this time in our schedules and tell our families, our friends, our children, we need this time, you know, maybe after our exactly. kids are in bed. That is our time for IELTS. Totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's tough. I get yeah, it. Tough. Lindsay gets it. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> Lindsay's gonna, um, sacrifice part of her time this weekend to catching up on work yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we, we have to fit it in somewhere if you have yeah. big dreams and big goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta stay motivated. Like that's the, that's the other part of this. Like if you're approaching your test practice and you're like, ugh, I have Mm -hmm. to sit down for an hour and write my IELTS essays now. Like if you're Mm -hmm. approaching it like that, it's not going to be the the most effective practice. Find Mm -hmm. a way to stay motivated. If you are feeling negative about your IELTS practice right now, take 10 minutes. Listen to an All Ears English podcast, right? Listen to something that's more general English. Watch watch 10 minutes of a sitcom in English. Just sort of get back on the positive side of the language (laughs) and then (laughs) – then you could go into the IELTS practice. Exactly. And just be honest with ourselves. You know, last week or two weeks ago before my vacation, I met with a few of our students, a few students who are actually not in our course yet. Maybe they mm-hmm. will be. But, you know, a <laughs> lot of them, they if they weren't putting in the time they should be, they knew it. Like they knew it. Yeah. You know, There's Maybe they were lying totally. to themselves, but the, deep down they knew that they weren't giving IELTS the time that it deserved. You know, we, uh, this came up a couple weeks ago as well. We get, um, lots of really great questions from you guys. And uh, a lot of the times, like, if you read carefully into the question, this person already knows what they're doing wrong. They just need us to validate it for them and maybe mm-hmm. give them one clear direct step for how to move forward. Right. Yeah. But on some level, guys, you already know if you're doing all of you, ca- all that you can for IELTS. If yeah. you are not feeling confident in any one of your skills or all of your skills, that's because you're not doing your best to improve it. I think it's one thing to know that we're not at the level yet that we have to reach. But mm-hmm. if you're working toward that level, if you're actively taking steps to get the scores you need, then you will feel confident because you will know you're improving. But exactly. it's when we let that fear get in the way, be like, oh, I'm horrible at speaking English. And then we never practice speaking. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what's wrong with my speaking score? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, a very good way to stay motivated is to get into our course. You can see the student success stories. You could hear them on the podcast. But yep. yes, they put in a lot of hours studying IELTS, guys. But doing it with our system, right? Mm-hmm. With our lectures and practice and 
which are as fun as can be expected when you're doing <laughs> test prep, um, you can reach your goals and not have it be a chore. Um, make it fun. Get the scores you need. Make it fun. Get past IELTS. Exactly. And when, you know, it's fun to sit down and, and to know that you're devoting the right amount of time and you know exactly what to do, right? It's one thing. Right. It's great if you're devoting the time you need, two hours a day, an hour and a half a day. But what if you don't actually know how to spend that time correctly? That's another right. problem. And that's the problem that we solve in the course, guys. Well, I think it's the same idea as trying to game the, game the system for IELTS, right? Trying to yeah. take shortcuts that never work out. If you're trying to game the system for test prep, it's also not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked to students on the show before about their experience previous to taking our course. Some of them studied in language schools. Some of them studied with private tutors, but Mm -hmm. it still didn't get them to where they needed to be. And Mm -hmm. for some people, they just tried to get free resources online. And guys, that does not work. work. (laughs) (laughs) So get into our system. It's a simple um, study plan to follow every day. And you know that everything we ask you to do is directly connected to your IELTS skills. So go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Read about the students who have already used the system and never have to take IELTS again and use that as your inspiration. (laughs) Absolutely. Now that we have our double guarantee, right, Jessica, we now will pay for your exam, guys. We don't just refund the cost of the course. We actually refund the cost of your exam if you don't increase Mm -hmm. your score. That's huge. Yeah, it's enormous, guys. Um, And obviously, we wouldn't do this unless we were 3,000% confident that our Mm -hmm. system works. So (laughs) go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S, guys. You have nothing to lose. You know you need to pass IELTS, right? And you can see that this is the way to do it because other students get sevens, eights, and nines from using our strategy. So it's guaranteed to work. Just commit yourself and then you could put it in your schedule. Two months from now, I will never think about IELTS again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's where we want you guys to be. And we're going to bring you guys to that point. Very cool. All right, Jessica, this has been great. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. (laughs) That's true, actually. (laughs) Well, you're welcome. My guest appearance. (laughs) (laughs) It is, right? Because both of the other episodes this week are other people. So Lindsay's our featured special guest today. Featured guest, featured guest. It's good to be a guest. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Very cool. Um, All right. Well, we'll see you back here very soon. Jessica, take care. All right. Sounds good. Have a good weekend, Lindsay. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.